0: This Saturday, uh, May 14th at uh, 8 p.m., Siegelstrasse 28, Laughing Lizard Playhouse. You already know what it is. It is the Corner Späti Eurovision live show. Um, One of our favorite events of the year. First time doing it as a live show in addition to the stream. It's going to be a great time. I have not gone through all the songs yet. I've listened to Kieran's rambling... um, He's in the zone. We'll say that. Uh, the, the recent bonus episode he did about it. Um, but I'm very excited to go through them. It is always a wonderful time and you should join us if you're free. Best news, it is completely free. It
1: is completely free. Exactly. Uh, the only thing to add is that... Uh, because the Laughing Lizard Lounge, what's it called? Laughing Lizard Playhouse. Oh, that's disgusting. The <laughs> Laughing Lizard Playhouse. The ball pit. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is connect, which is a part of like Belushi's and whatnot for anyone who knows uh, oh. the comedy clubs of, of, of theirs in Mita. Uh, we have the entire basement. Uh, there will be multiple TVs. Mm-hmm. You just have to get your drinks from the bar that will be downstairs. And we then have free admission. So it'll be a root and toot and fun time. We'll uh, be watching Eurovision, doing a little bit of you know commentary here and there. It's more just gonna be a of sen- a, a reason to get drunk and watch TV with us, which is cool and definitely, in my opinion, uh, one of the truest of Euro vibes.
0: If they don't kick us out, we can just start watching the most recent Turkvision as well. Just, just Did they keep, do Turkvision this year? I don't even know. No, they canceled it last year. I think they
1: announced it again, but. <laughs> They're going to announce <laughs> it right now with <laughs> the, the <laughs> like invasion of, 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 you, of northern if, Syria. If you're listening
0: to this and you come on Saturday,
1: if you will show up, we will do a live vision show. Yeah, it'll Berlin. just be me because um, I'm the only one who falls comes from a country <laughs> that um, mm. could be ethnically classified as Turkish. We are so. Team
0: German. G- Germany
1: has a Germany has a, does an have an entry, one, but then that an, only means that Yulia entry. is allowed to. Um, we can then make an exception. I guess Ireland is Turkey, in my opinion. <laughs> and Rob, um, yeah, sure. Massachusetts is also Turkey. So we all get to, you know, perform, you know. But 8 it'll PM, be fun. 8 p.m. Saturday the 14th. Um,
0: I believe the show starts at 9. Like the, the actual Eurovision show. We'll probably go on about 8.30, go through our top tens, having a good time. And we will stay till late.
1: Yeah, it'll be a great, fun time. And we hope that you can join us. <laughs> Welcome to your weekly Late Corner Spadey. I'm Mm. very sorry about this. Um, Wasn't ready
0: yet. Couldn't take it out of the oven. But now, perfect.
1: Yeah, there's been, uh, news has been happening. Europe has been, has really, um, the wait was worth it because so much ridiculous stuff has been happening this weekend. Mm. um, Because... Recording this Monday, May 9th. Uh,
0: on, on Victory Day. Yeah, part two of Victory Day. Victory is so nice, you had to celebrate it twice. Yep.
1: You know, uh, so, um, I again, like I said, I'm glad that we waited to record this. By the way, it's just Nick and Rob today. You know, yep. we're just vibing. Um, Nick is vibing.
0: I'm. I'm. I <laughs> you'll was. I don't know if you ever heard of this. the The other day, I was I was at my friends for dinner, and they were describing a gong bath. This Is one of those Berlin things? I mean, oh like
1: yeah, a, where someone just like you just sit in a room, and, and they someone just hits like a gong, hit a
0: gong, and it's just supposed to like vibrate and yeah. like kind of massage you or something. Uh, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nick is
1: whacking that gong. <laughs> yeah, and the and the and the vibes that are coming out are are too strong for everyone. And I'm so, just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So I hope that then everyone. I guess I feel uh, something. Yeah, I hope that everyone uh, you know gets comfortable, lays down, um, you know, really allows the absolute insanity that is uh, primarily just Germany and and in, in this episode is what we're just going to be talking about. Uh, flow through them because uh, we're starting off, you know, these are all, of course, you know, we're still, as of last week, Russia, Ukraine, and Germany intertwined. We're talking about this still. I feel that then this has been going on for long enough that we, like, took a step back for a minute. We're slowly getting back in, you know, getting our footing of, like, what we can do as a podcast Um that is in Germany and, you know, the, the heart of Europe that uh, has a very weird relationship with Russia and is really stumbling to have a relationship with Ukraine right now. Mm-hmm. So one of the first bits of this that the new government has been trying to pass, which is my personal favorite, is their inability to understand how public transit works. So... They announced, I don't know, a month ago or two. You know, you listen to the show for for the for the facts, not the dates and <laughs> stuff like that. This isn't a fucking history course. Um, but the German, like the 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 traffic light coalition, came out saying that that they were going to do a nine euro ticket for Deutsche Bahn, and which then would also uh, fall onto then local transits as well. So you'd have a nine euro month t- uh, a a nine-euro ticket for Deutsche Bahn and then BVG or the the, the Berlin uh, system of transit would then have a nine-euro month-long ticket that people can get in order to, you know, promote them taking public transit instead of using cars. You have limited
0: rides for nine months? Like, you got to pay like 300 euros or something for that. Yeah.
1: Animal. I mean like I have the I have the card the like the like environmental card the Umweltkarte uh-huh. the the month card and at 67 that's the cheapest option that you currently oh. have and then you'll be getting then instead Oh of, yeah sorry yeah. I was
0: thinking of my semester fee. No, no, but that's no, no. It's the same thing, months. more or less. Which is which is then six months of that. Yeah.
1: So instead of then the so the discounted rates are already sixty seven. The normal rate then that isn't the discounted rate. If you're you were to go to like the the stand and buy the ticket is like ninety now. And so as of June until August, the end of August, it's going to be nine euros in Berlin for a month ticket for the Berlin public transit and then Deutsche Bahn will be doing then a nationwide nine euro ticket for if you want to take a trip. So, um, the, get out and see the, the Brandenburg countryside, you know? Yeah, Everyone no, I mean like, I really hope that I can take advantage. I mean, th- some lakes. Yeah. It Hunt sounds like I, uh, we we're possibly considering even just taking advantage of this and doing a, a show in Hamburg. hmm because why the fuck not? Nine why e- not? It's not like it was expensive to get to Hamburg to begin with anyway. I think a Flix bus is like $11 or €11. Euros. Yeah. Or it, but, it may be also €9. Euros. And there's
0: some new cologne startup that's like, it's a bus. It's called Pink Bus. And it's like three times a week. And it's only like €4. Euros. It's exactly. Between Berlin and Hamburg. I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know this is for,
1: but thank you. So... The thing that I first find funny about this is that nine euros is a very just arbitrary number, like in both Berlin and in Deutsche Bahn's uh, sense. Mm-hmm. Hey, what do you
0: get with the Deutsche Bahn ticket for nine nine euros? Anywhere
1: now? you want, as long as you just take the like the the um, the regional trains. Ah, okay. So there are um, the thing like first first and foremost, I find really funny about how like Germany under no regards because it's, this is a country that is just a public private partnership doesn't understand that if you made it just free like. <laughs> It would do the exact same thing.
0: Yeah. And it's, I mean, it sounds like, I I wasn't following the debates, but it's in that lineage, right? There's been, there's long been debates. Yeah. It's like a popular progressive thing, like... It makes sense and it's better for everyone if you yeah. make it free. And if you like-
1: free at the point of entrance, of course, like free at the point of use, of course, is definitely a thing that even like neoliberals can understand of like, well, you know, it would still be paid through with tax dollars this right. and that and that, blah, 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 blah. And Jeremy's um, like,
0: let me, let me, let's make a deal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Figures, figures tempted. Yeah. Free public transit, but uh, I don't know what you get in stay- exchange. Going and destroying the nice areas of Germany, like I'm going to talk about in a second. So, you um, can like as we've we've discussed previously on the show as well, is that Germany has a very hyper conservative, reactionary media base, and so the first op eds that appeared in response to the like the officiation of this nine year old Deutsche Bank card mm-hmm. was a bunch of op eds from like Bild and Welt afraid of tourists younger poorer tourists going to wealthy areas particularly zut to vacation a area that i have never wanted to ever fucking go to in my entire <laughs> life because i cannot imagine what snooty germans are like because everything would just be bad taste and expensive and just like a lot of like nazi sympathizing <laughs> i've never been to zut but um, you want to go to Rügen instead?
0: Yeah, we, we are we we Rügen, Rügen fans on this podcast. Who you? Um, no, I've never I've never been there. Actually, oh, okay. I was about to say like, well, my, people, my up, friends, my yeah, I've I some people speak speak highly of it. I don't know if that's uh, okay.
1: Rügen's not nearly as bad as it though. Um,
0: it is like the northernmost tip of. The, you can go anywhere on the yeah Z. exactly. Just, you can you even know, go to zig It's a big old it's a big old coastline there. Yep. Um, but it's it's also very funny to me that Bude... um. They part of their like advertisement campaign now is about how they're for like the common worker and they have like this like, you know, like a bus driver being like he reads bid and the nice big picture picture of him and then. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised we haven't talked about the the show for for the common person and then it's like, oh, I wonder what's in here. Open it up. And it's like, you know, the dirty proles are are coming (laughs) to They're going to take your stand co-op (laughs) and they're going to reserve all of them and then you won't be able. You're going to roast in the
1: sun. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, 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 ad campaign of bid being like, we're for you, by the way, like we are very much in the pocket of the richest party in this country. Mm-hmm. I love, like Germany is so cucked beyond belief. I, I think it has to do with the sense that then it's a very homogeneous white society. Like, I don't think I've been to a more white place in my life than this country. And the more for the further, like north and into the west that you go, the whiter they get. But yeah, the the legitimate fear of rich people about ZIT has now turned into a meme in Germany, which, you know, the Germans typically not funny, but, you know, they came through on this one of how um, now we're going to turn ZIT into. Uh, uh, I've seen the. Uh, for those who don't know, ZIT's a very thin island that is in the north of Germany. It has a very distinct shape that people will, like, put on their, like, Cars Mm. to show that they like vacation there. It looks
0: like the like the that thing you clean like windshields with.
1: Yeah, like a like a like a window squeegee. Yeah, it looks like that exactly. So I've seen one thing where they've made the RAF flag with zit, and it just says zit, and then it's the RAF like the opening scene of
0: that movie. The bottom half is is in zit is in Mm.
1: exactly. So, uh, taking it back for the, for the, for the, <laughs> you know, true revolutionaries of the, of the, the German working class. That's right. The Maoists. <laughs> no one else is allowed on ZIT. Um, yeah. Just these other things, too. Just a bunch of, you know, memes of, of, of poor people, poor, you know, how people who are undesired people of, of ZIT going and just, you know, creating a ruckus, which is cool and sick. And maybe, you know what? Like, maybe we should do it. Like, mm-hmm. this is the, the, um uh the corner Beatty approved like, you know, kind of along. I don't know what the English word for that is. Um I'm demanding you more or less mm. to uh go to Zit and uh, you know, create hell. We could make like a little
0: like uh like a um imagining like uh those buses that take you to festivals or something. Yeah, like exactly. Like all. people who like go to like Coachella. Yeah. But. Wagons thirty four through th- 37. On uh, the ECE leaving Hamburg Friday <laughs> at two. Come on in.
1: Yeah, or like how like old people on the East Coast all go to like like Atlantic City. <laughs> you know they'll <laughs> yeah. like.
0: Okay, all right. I don't know if you can gamble in Zoot. I haven't been there, but we can You can gamble in Germany. Can. Why can't you gamble in Zoot? <laughs> we, we can we can find some uh, some activities, some Cornerspiezi approved activities on Zoot.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It'll be fun. Uh, you know what? This is a, this is a working idea. We have we have three months. To, uh, to do this between June and August. Uh, if you want to take a corner T- sponsored trip to Zid <laughs> because of the nine euro ticket, please write us. Um, it actually sounds like a really fun idea. <laughs> so, yeah. But um, it is... I, I, I just find it so funny that, the, that this country's hatred of, of anyone who isn't rich is just so pure that... Have you looked up how expensive it is to get dessert on the normal Deutsche Bahn card? I have not. It's like 17 euros. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like It's literally no different.
0: <laughs> like, it was never... Yeah, they're really just grasping for something. I huh? was like, yeah. no one... It's, it's, it's just the That's sense of... That's called economics, you know? It's yeah, like exactly. Maybe it is just, you know, the right... You, you, you lower it to 9 euros and all of a sudden... It's like uh, it's like a minimum wage or something. You're yeah. just distorting the market. <laughs> There'll just be a massive flood.
1: And the thing I love so much about it too is it's it's like the sense of whenever you see the op eds that you know that happen, but just don't need to be said out loud. <laughs> like, um, yeah, exactly. The ones of just people being like, We can't raise the minimum wage because that would mean that then people can like live okay lives. When that just is like just said out and out, like on like relatively like liberal media in the US, you're like, Oh, okay, yeah, you're like or like um op-eds about people like with homelessness in the US is the easiest one where it's like oh i live in San Francisco in a nice area i wasn't expecting homeless people and then like here's my solution for it it's like oh you just want mass incarceration like you're saying it out loud like you're saying the quiet part loud finally this op-ed's really weird it's like that at least to me in the german sense that then like germany just is just as a very vehemently anti-working class country um and it really just is funny that then it, this op-ed is not, it's not like a one-time thing. It is, there's also then like the nicer way that then has been trying to do it other than people being like, oh, like if you don't know how to be classy, which I'm sorry, a German can't, <laughs> like I'm an unclassy piece of shit and I guarantee you I like know like the general basics of how to like behave at like a fancy place compared to like a uh, like... Absolutely, just leather-faced sickka with like the whitest teeth you've ever seen, like <laughs> dressed in like I don't fucking know, like however like like looking like fucking Jurgen Klopp, but his whole family is like you know has like Nazi money from like generations be <laughs> like you know like my money real Nazi <laughs> yeah exactly like I'm sorry I have and plus like what are they gonna fucking go get like oh yeah we're gonna have like a uh, like some f- fancy pantsy you know. I don't know. I don't, what do Germans do? That's fancy. They that's, go to just an expensive uh, restaurant. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But I mean, like that you can do anywhere, and then yeah. just the but food. But it's not will, on Zoot. It yeah, but the expensive restaurant will just be like it looks like you're in like the Marriott in like <laughs> Dallas Fort Worth Airport, and it's like one of the most miserable experience. Like, have you been to a fancy restaurant in Berlin? Not like, in, um, no, not in Berlin. Okay, because it's really funny, like, the fine dining experience of Germany is literally, like, stuck in the 90s in the US, where, like, and I'm not kidding, where, like, the nicest restaurants in Berlin look like um, the restaurants and, like, hotels, like, near an airport in the US. Like, that aesthetic, like, there's, like, a bunch of restaurants, like, around, like, Mitte and, like, Friedrichstrasse and whatnot. I'm being a really bougie bitch right now, and I don't care, but... Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny to me how then that, that Germans like this aesthetic of like class is like 30 years aged and it will never like. Yeah, sorry. These people don't know anything. Like if I wanted to like experience fancy things, I would have like the Italians or the French fucking tell me how to live my life. Sorry. Like they do understand, at least in Europeans, luxuries a little bit better than a bunch of like, you know, like, you know, Aryan like. Nazis telling me how to live my fucking life. So, yeah. Sounds I, like fun.
0: I think it's connected somehow to our next topic because there's something going on where, like, it's it's a little bit like like a vaguely Corona leugna. People were like, all all the media is taking over. Uh, COVID is like a tool by the media so that you don't see what's really going exactly. on or something. And I think it's more like... I would say there's maybe something similar now with the with the war in Ukraine. And it almost is like the opposite where it gives people permission to be like, all right, I did my Ukraine thing. They're still on it. I'm going in on my my thoughts on Zoot right now. Like they are. (laughs) Zoot is not what it used to be.
1: (laughs) And it's because of this fucking nine euro ticket. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there's something going on there.
1: Well, I mean, you had that, too, with the Ukraine thing in Germany, where then you had the hilarious op-eds of the one country who should not be making this op-ed is Germany, of like, oh, yeah, Azov aren't Nazis. They're just hyper-nationalists. It's like, just stop it. (laughs) Like, Look, okay, Germany's trying really hard. All right, Germany's trying
0: to make this (laughs) throuple work with Russia and Ukraine and...
1: It's just the funniest <laughs> shit, though, because I'm I like see you, my brother. Yeah, it's, it literally. Yeah, it's the funniest shit. Where then, like the 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 upper echelon of like hyper conservative, you know, right wing forces in this country who do control a lot of it um, need like the littlest excuse to like one hate the working class, and then two just be like open Nazis. <laughs> yeah, we've I,
0: seen this happen like so, like like I think that's what I was getting at too. With the, like, I mean, it's it's a long tradition. Uh, in in the German media, to yeah, like openly hate the working class, but even that common man, whatever bullshit, build polls can kind of drop when it's like, well, no, all we're really talking about is, or all the 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 purpose of the Germans' project is to deal with, I don't know, uh, the threat of communism, which is Russia, which is
1: yeah, and also just like brown people who just live differently, than, yeah. or whatever, which they don't, they've also been here for quite some time,
0: and so then it's like. That that gives us the cover to just to just go to go ham, yeah, on, exactly. On all, on all that other hitting stuff.
1: the just like yeah, no contemplation, just hitting both like, uh, you know, classism and just Nazism buttons, just both at the same time. Which you know in this in this country are possibly maybe the same button. Um, what is the latest with the with the EU,
0: EU drama? I know I, I know you you follow. Should, should we start with the with with the, the Victory Day stuff or just the the Ru- Germany and, and Ukraine Oh in
1: yeah, okay. Do we want yeah, do we want to go inwards outwards or outwards inwards? Uh, we can go like we can go local and then go outwards because right. like so first off, you know, World War 2 ended 77 years ago. Well, not World War 2. Uh the European theater of World War 2 ended um you know, May 8th and then so May 8th and May 9th are celebrated in Every other country pretty much, but Russia is the 8th, and then r- Russia has the ninth. you know, just for, like as Rob said, you know. To be special. Exactly. And, you know, double the fun. And to be very fair, I think that then a lot of people need, like, when people, like, wonder why, there, there, was, like, a, there was, like, a New York Times, like, op-ed about this, of, like, why does Russia care so much about World War II? And just, like, people can't fathom mm-hmm. the amount of sacrifice, like, the Soviet Union did during this. Yep. Like, 20 million people killed because of it's a lot it is it
0: is completely written out of i mean people have probably seen that graph with like what, what is it the survey in france of like who was most responsible yeah exactly for, but like one, one example i always think of is like um i was asked once by my japanese friend like why don't germany and france hate each other the way like like china like has this like uh, popular like historical resentment against japan for being imperialist and especially yeah. about world war Two and it's like why don't germany and france hate each other and it's like well because they were on the same side russia hates (laughs) europe like that because they were like china on on the other side yeah and but that's like no it was a saga between fucking the
1: uk and germany basically and that's that's the that's the story yeah i mean we've talked about on this show a lot of the i mean we did an episode with lauren uh balhorn from jacobin i think two years ago on this topic if I'm not mistaken, maybe it was last year. I don't remember. Um, about May eighth in Germany, and how it is a very like it is a newer concept of a of a holiday that uh, is still not an official holiday here, and for you know reasons, uh, whether it be if you're in the camp that thinks it's just because of anti communism, or if you think it's like you know, uh, other reasons, whatever. Like there's. I don't really think there's, like, a discussion to be had about it, to be honest. Like, it's kind of like, it is a big day, but whatever. I would also just like an extra holiday in general. Yeah. Um, Please. But the thing that then I was very much fearing this year is because, obviously, this is, remember, the outsider, the the evil Russian-Soviet force coming in and, you know, liberating Europe, in quotes... Um, that this was just going to become a weird reason for then Germany and Europe to just kind of like ditch it and be like, no, we're not going to like do the proper, you know, ceremonies and we're going to make this into a Russia, Ukraine thing. Mm -hmm. And you know, they did it, you know, we, um, by God, they did it. Yeah. So the thing that that's when you
0: thought they couldn't.
1: Yeah, they uh the very first, thing, which like part of it I understand, the other part I don't, and I don't like, I don't really, I mean, I just think it's weird. I don't think that's like Germany, like Germany's not slipping any more or less into fascism because of this, but they banned the Russian and Ukrainian flag, which, yes, makes sense, because I understand politicizing this is bad. But they also banned the Soviet flag uh as well at any events that were happening, and one part of me is like, Bad. The other part of me is like kind of makes sense as well because Russia's been using. I don't know if people have been seeing this on the ground of what's been happening in Ukraine and in Donbass and all these other or the you know if you view the DPR and LPR as countries, the like Russia's been using the Soviet emblem more on things uh, that make no sense. So like <laughs> Spetsnaz troops have have now replaced the. Russian emblem flag on their uniforms with the Soviet emblem as of, I think four or five days ago, it could just be a victory day thing. It could be a, another thing. There've been other things that we've been seeing that, that they've been using the emblem of the Soviet union of just mostly just the, the Soviet flag as a, like alongside that of the Russian flag. And now you can go and do the, whatever, call it Russian imperialism, using the Soviet emblem, this and that, for that, whatever. Um, I th- like. I think that there's an open discussion to be had about whether it's just like trying to legitimize this anti-Nazi thing that Putin is pretending that mm-hmm. he's doing. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it's like, I don't know, part of me understands it because there is there has been a mobilization of Russia openly to use this flag to have a different meaning that is no longer than that of a... a um, you know, of that of the Soviet Union to then make it an entirely like Russian ethno nationalist thing. Yeah. And there is, a, there is like a, a, I think a discussion to be had about that.
0: How much of that do you think is uh, Putin or Russia like kind of like owning it in like, especially in the past five years, like with since the, the, Russiagate gate hysteria. just take the US for example with the Russiagate hysteria. There was loved like people especially like celebrities loved being like Trump like putting Trump's name over like the hammer and sickle. <laughs> yeah, spelling like Trump this, with the backwards because he's owned be with- by because he's owned by Russia or whatever. And yeah. it's like this is this constant yeah, and banning the the Soviet um, the Soviet flag here is is Western Europe saying that is Russia. And then I mean it reminds me of, like, when Putin was talking about, like, cancel culture or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, if this is what you're going to say. We'll just do it. <laughs> Why not? You yeah. Know? If it, if, oh, if that scares you so much. Sure. Okay. We'll just use the Soviet flag, too.
1: Yeah. It is, like, I mean, I I I don't... I don't... I mean, given, yes, it was very... Oh, it was always very funny to see Trump with, like, a... um, Like, Trump's name spelt with, like, a backwards R or a ya yeah in Russian... And having, like, you know, some fucking sicko with, like, uh, uh, you know, who's, like, working at the CIA being, like, yeah, Trump is a communist. Like, let me tell you about that. <laughs> but I don't think that these are in any way, like, connected. I think it's just the sense that then Russia is having a massive, like, identity crisis, more or less. Uh, that they're, like, it's really weird because they use the emblem of the Soviet Union. But for a lot of the Victory Day parades, they put them in areas where there's Lenin statues and then built the stages over Lenin statues. So damn, it's re- it's it's just a sense of that. Them, they like they pick and choose from the eras of their own history to make you know like Ru- it, like Russia is a, a is a massive contradiction too because like while they're using the hammer and sickle as in the sense of because of mostly just because of World War Two it's like nothing more ideological than that and then also having a massive praise for then their imperial history as well. Mm. Like, you know, it's it really is just a pick and choose, a bag of, of whatever, like, you know, makes Russia great is what Putin and his, like, entire, um, you know, uh, uh, um, method of, of creating a national narrative with the current... Um, situation in Ukraine, or war, invasion, whatever the hell you want to call it, I don't care. Um, the thing of then, like, the St. George banner as well, the 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 orange and black, which is typically associated with the victory of World War II, has become a thing now where then that is alongside the Z, or the Z being made in the St. George banner, because he has continuously done this thing of, like, oh, I am fighting this anti-Nazi, anti-fascist struggle, blah, 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 blah and I'm going to legitimize it with these emblems that we have historically of anti-Nazi and anti-fascist struggle. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're actually like, I mean, obviously we've, we've talked about how Russia has a like very big problem with neo-Nazis. I mean, you yeah. and Kieran did the episode about the, the, um, you know, uh Wagner group, you know, headed by a Nazi.
0: Yeah. I'm just, just, and this is like a real side topic, but like there was always a, like, uh, like a, it just kind of was sad to have to be like, uh, excuse me, the hammer and sickle is a communist symbol. It has not, nothing to do with Russia. And if they're just going to use it, it's like, okay, fine. Let's just move on. Like, I yeah. don't want to give up the hammer and yeah, sickle. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a communist. I don't want to, you know, uh, throw away communist history. But it's like, all right. Who cares? I don't fucking care if you put Trump's name on, on the Soviet flag and say <laughs> Putin and Trump and put their faces on them next to fucking Marx and, and Engels and, and Lenin. Just go for it. Yeah. Know? Fine. Fine. It, it's like it's a little bit of a, like a, a relief. I feel like like a burden. Like then you don't have to like try to to correct correct
1: the record on that. Yeah. So how does this then affect then Berlin? Mm. Is kind of an did you did you thing. see
0: uh, were, were there any did you did you see any demos or, or any of the
1: stuff yesterday? I mean yeah they? like second hand because I was having to cover it but um anything good anything good Yeah there was plenty of good stuff. Uh the first one was that then the you uh, the Ukrainian minister to Germany uh got booed <laughs> and was called a Nazi. <laughs> um by a handful of people when they went to the wreath laying ceremony um just outside of Pankow which for those who don't know is like upper east Berlin ish side like it's there's a cemetery um, in that area, that then every year they kind of do this, like the wreath laying ceremony to the you know soldiers of uh, the Red Army soldiers who had died. This and that and that, and uh, the now, why would we be calling or why would people be heckling the minister of you know sorry the the ambassador of Ukraine to Germany? Well. My man has been very vocal uh, about his support of Bandera, which is like one of the oddest things right now, because everything that Putin is saying is wrong with Ukraine. The minister to Germany, mind you, not any other country, <laughs> the country literally responsible for Nazism <laughs> is like maybe a closeted neo-Nazi. Well, I'm not I mean, saying you know, he is, but he dress
0: is- Dress for the job you want. <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, he has openly been like, uh, has been an apologist for uh, Stepan mendera and the UPA. And one of the funniest ones is that way before the war even started, he was, like, hyper-defending Azov Battalion, just being like, I don't care if they're neo-Nazis. They're, you know, they serve Ukraine. And so it definitely kind of is... I appreciate the realism of him, of that then, like, yo, even if there are neo-Nazis in the Ukrainian military, I don't care, which is this thing that I think the left has been struggling with right now, of, like, well, I want to support Ukraine, but I don't want to support the, like... You know the neo Nazis, and I think the easiest way just be, of doing that is just being like, well, yeah, like I don't want war, but I also just don't support a military that then is openly um, supporting Nazis. You know, but he's he's You're talking definite- about Mernick, this guy yeah, exactly, yeah. Andre Melnik. and he, uh, uh, yeah, he's uh, a <laughs> he's a character, but so he was heckled, called a Nazi, <laughs> and shit like that while he was laying his wreath. And he was
0: doing WWE style, like cupping his ear to the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. Leave, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then he took the fucking like voice anglo thing, the symbol of Azov and just like, you know, like <laughs> mutilated a bunch of protesters. But um yeah, there, so there was that yesterday, which was like it's like little and small, but just really funny because this one specific person, again, uh, they really picked the wrong person for this job because the longer this conflict's been going, the more openly fascist he's becoming of just like, he's like, yeah, Bandera, sick. As a battalion, heroes. And it's just like, I mean, you don't, I understand the perspective that then it's like that the sense of that anyone then who is defending your country that then is is, you know, in this moment is a hero, this and that and that, blah, 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 blah. Even if they're neo Nazis, I understand when people like kind of fall for that bullshit. But he was doing this like way before. <laughs> so Yeah. Uh, and then he threw a fit because the Ukrainian flag was banned, which again, I mean, while Ukraine helped with the liberation of like against fascism and whatnot. Uh, their flag was different at this time, first off. Uh it Ukraine had their own flag under the Soviet Union. Wasn't the current one. Again, like I said, I understand banning the Russian Ukrainian flag, not making this about uh the current situation. And the German like I like Yeah. It it was and then a bunch of protesters then went during the day and kept like showing Ukrainian flags on the day that has nothing to do with Russia or Ukraine just mm-hmm. to then simply because this day has something to do with one country of the Soviet Union yeah it's it's just fucking the, the dumb the ukraine
0: flag is now like when uh i guess it happens in germany too but especially in the us when people kneel like it's just because like you just kneel for everything and it's like I, is this yeah. it doesn't make especially after the the George Floyd murder is, yeah, is are you Is this, like, Kaepernick? Are you saying you're, like, the the
1: police officer? The Ukrainian flag (laughs) is just, like, I don't know what to do. Here's the Ukrainian flag. Yeah, the Ukrainian flag is that that, that picture of Nancy Pelosi in, like, you know, like, in some random African print that she, like, found kneeling. That is it. Like, it 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 is, like, all meaning of... I mean, given, I don't think that national flag has all to that, especially a country that then is like, what, 30 years old. Uh, The meaning of the Ukrainian flag literally means nothing to me. Sorry if I like bother someone with that. But then like that there's this like, I'm sorry, putting it in like your Twitter handle or like putting it in your (laughs) name or whatever the fuck it is and like, you know, proudly showing a flag of a country with an incredibly complex history currently right now. And you're just being like, like it doesn't, I don't think it does the support that people think it does of not wanting war, you just look like that you've like weirdly picked a side in this and that you can then do. Yeah. Like you said, like you can do the kneel, you can do your, like your, your good two seconds of, of social activism instead of like, you know, actually learning or doing research where whatever the fuck it is, you know, like this is, yeah. I mean, we've, we've, we've talked about Ukraine weirdly since the show has started because this conflict has been going on for like eight years. And I think that then like the only position that then I can like fully entirely endorse is just like, War bad, you know, like war is horrible. And the idea of, of that we're going to make a day that like yesterday or today, technically if you're Russian, into then some some, you know, theater of legitimizing our side of this conflict is one of the most childish things of like, see, I'm right because of, you know, X, Y or Z. You know, because, like, I find someone on social media who agrees with me who has the Ukraine flag emoji or whatever. But, um, yeah. And then yesterday, too, like, the weirdest thing. So now, like I said, we're going inside, outwards. Uh, Germany sent a delegation to Ukraine (laughs) yesterday, including (laughs) Olaf Scholz. The Bundeskanzler of Germany, who should probably have been here (laughs) yesterday, (laughs) is then in Ukraine doing, like, this, like nonsensical like yeah pandering to it, it's
0: I'm, I'm happy I mentioned the kneeling thing because this also fits it's like it's like uh trying to be anti-racist and like apologizing for something like are they apologizing to Ukraine that they're celebrating <laughs> the end of, you know it's something like it's something though in their head it's something like that they're like oh we should sh- be in Ukraine at this time like just and it's like what are you yeah why I,
1: I, I literally <laughs> I've been like going through my head of like how can this make sense to me? Of that the one thing that the Bundeskanzler had to do yesterday was just shut the fuck up and just like stay in Berlin and just be like, Yeah, like hey, Germany really fucked up seventy seven or you know, more than seventy seven years ago, but like Yeah, Nazism, bad. We were very bad for that. And this is a this isn't just like a, a German thing. Like or no, sorry, it isn't just like a Nazi thing. It is an entire German thing. Like they're like the Nazi German Reich Empire thing, whatever f- fucking Hitler wanted to do, was around German Aryan identity. You can't separate the two, mm-hmm. and I'll get to that because this gets even weirder <laughs> with all this shit. So Scholz is in Ukraine with Bebel Bas, the Bundespräsident. Oh, sorry, not Bundespräsident, president of the Bundestag, and along with like Jill Biden, Bono. <laughs> oh, I saw him, Bono. <laughs> Bono hanging out. Um,
0: who else? Bono uh, is Bono. Um, if I had to put money down on it, um, next Tony Blair type figure to just lean oh, into it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. just yeah. be like, yeah, one, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> he could have an institute named after himself
1: and just like solely. He has go. That to pick a group of people to just like to murder a million of, and he's fine. <laughs> um, and who else? Uh, 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 Trudeau was also there. Like Vladimir, you could have. Like, like, you could have had the biggest combo yeah. kill ever. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, all those anarchists in Ukraine. Come on, make yourself useful. Yeah, I know, right? Like, come on! <laughs>
1: like, you know, I played enough Halo to know how many points you get. <laughs> kill <a Manjaro. laughs> But, yeah, so it was like one of the, the, like, it is kind of the most perfect distillation of our politics right now of this, like, absolute just the shittiest lamest people coming to kiev and being like this is our moment to shine baby and like no one cared like i don't think i saw a single thing on social media being like wow they're so brave Mm -hmm. like yeah i don't know like even when like gutierrez went the head of the un like there were airstrikes and then he just posted this like really shitty thing of like yo war is war is bad (laughs) Like, it's the, yeah, I don't know. We, like, this war is the perfect distillation of everything that's, like, wrong. Okay, obviously war's bad, but just, like, everything wrong with, like, our culture that then's, like, just boiled down shitty liberalism is, yeah, it's too much for me. And Germany's, like, the perfect country for this right now with its current government. Yep. But.
0: They were, you know, they picked the right people for the job. Exactly. For the job, yeah. in Germany.
1: I just can't wait for, you know, how many years it'll be where we have, like, you know, Bundeskanzler and Anna Lena Baerbock. So um, I mentioned then, too, about how this is a, a uh, you know, Nazism is a German thing. It is not a, a the ideology. While other versions of it can exist that are not German, the issue of Nazism in World War Two and the German identity is very much intertwined. There was then a protest yesterday from Dritte Weg, mm-hmm. which is a neo-Nazi party in Germany. That um, it was a pro-Ukrainian protest in front of the Brandenburg Gate, which is too much for me. Because yesterday in front of Brandenburg. Yesterday, Brandenburg. yeah. Oh damn. Yeah, yeah, like they they gone right by it. Yeah, they also like marched too and shit like that with like the like main crew of people, but they started there, whatever. And the thing that's really funny is that then for them they made yesterday all about Germany, <laughs> and that they were the victims of World War II.
0: <laughs> this is our day, okay.
1: Yeah, and so they were carrying banners that then are say in German it's 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 kein Vergeben, kein Vergessen. So like, no forgiveness, no for no forgetting. And it's normally done within a left wing context in fascism, <laughs> and now fascists have been taking left wing mottos and flipping them around and make them into the sense that then that they typically mean that um, the Germans who were affected by World War II, you know, the people who let Hitler get to power, uh were also victims of World War II. So, they ended up having a pro Ukraine march
0: yesterday. <laughs> Wait, so so talk this out. So why what's what's the relationship between? Because at least on the right, most of the I mean the far the far right in power electorally is very pro Russia usually. And then there's like some little like typical You mean like point. the AFD? Yeah. Yeah, and then there's like a tipping point where
1: they're like, "No, we love Ukraine because they're they have not connections. <laughs> like, they have members. There are members of Tsentavig who joined Azov Battalion. Mm. They have a massive amount of connections to Azov Battalion because of the internet and because of forums and stuff like that. And it's like the AFD's relationship to Russia is because of that. Of like, yeah, like just a very odd view of politics that they see. that Like. Russia and Putin is, like, this, like, anti-woke, like, savior for them. Mm -hmm. Where then the real heads know that, you know, if you want to do Nazism, like, real Nazism, you got to be on the ground doing it. And they'll view um, groups like Azov Battalion as, like, you know, allies. Or, like, Golden Dawn does this as well, too. Like, probably, like, most notoriously in Europe, they have, like, the most connections. Not most, but a lot of connections within, like, European... Uh, fascist organizations, because remember, like they were in parliament uh, for a time, and it really made a point of then how these, not just right wing organizations, but like the ultra right actual people who will tell you I am a Nazi type of Nazis, not like the AFD who are like, no, 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 I'm just a, you know, I'm a concerned citizen. Mm. Like the card carrying Nazis behave much differently than the weird right wing, like esoteric or whatever milieu of politics that we're seeing. I don't think people understand, too, how, like, small the group of, like, actual Nazis are, like, first and foremost. Like, the the Weg the, protest was not, like, that large. They did end up, like... They do end up marching alongside other right-wing groups. They are seen as, like, good amongst AFD communities and stuff like that. But they're obviously, like... It's, like, the thing of, like, how you may agree with, like, someone who labels himself like a democratic socialist... On things but at the end of the day like if you're like a legit whatever like I'm just imagining I guess for lefties it would be like in like the 60s and stuff like actually like militantly aggressively um, quote unquote extreme organizations they would have much different politics and much different uh, uh, um, relationships with like other groups internationally like it's I mean I don't want to say there's like a horseshoe theory thing about it but like I don't know. The idea then of, like, the right, especially the extreme far right having this, like, international solidarity thing is true. You know, especially because they view Ukraine and Aslov as defending the white European thing. Because remember, Russia is uh, multi-ethnic in Ukraine. Asiatic. Yeah.
0: I mean, people, like, straight up uh, will say, like, oh, Ukraine was the part that
1: wasn't conquered by the Golden Horde. Exactly. and Yeah. So uh, they, they fully, like invest in that. The imagery that then that also Ukraine uses to like is not all of the imagery, but there is a lot of the stuff that then is like a, like a white Christian nation, regardless of them being orthodox. It is like, you know, it's like the the kind of like they're cool with the Slavs if they're, you know, to a degree.
0: So the Dvig is not worried about Zelensky and U- Zelensky's Ukraine. They're like, no, the Azov battalion is. Well, this is, is why I just continuously think that. Ship
1: yeah I mean like we've we've had this conversation I don't know if it's either just between been between us like of all of the show members or if we've actually said it on the show, but like of my legitimate fear is that then I think that then whenever this blows over, whether it be that then that we have the th- three scenarios of either Russia wins, which is you know I don't know like whatever that victory would look like, probably just mostly taking the eastern part of the country because Russia's not, I don't, I don't think Russia has any ambitions of completely engulfing Ukraine. They can't do it. Um, or you have the other two scenarios, which would just, which the first one would be that then Russia takes the eastern part of Ukraine. It's either de- turned into a, like a demilitarized zone or they annex it with the annexation part would be the dumber part, but the, the demilitarized zone would be maybe like the smarter one then they would like probably recognize the DPR, LPR. Again, simply speculation. The other two would be an Israel situation, which you just have this middle area continuously flare up every year, or a full-on Syria situation, where then it ends, and then a civil war breaks out in Ukraine because there's so many political forces that are on the ground that hate each other. Because Azov still hates Zelensky. A lot of them see Zelensky as a traitor, Cause he's Jewish this and that and that like it's it's really confusing on the ground of like that regard of, of what's going on uh, because as of and a lot of the ultra right wing forces never liked Zelensky they're okay with him for right now but it would be interesting to see then how that develops you know months after that then some form of a resolution is then reached so I'm not gonna like like that's just me speculating of the three like my three outcomes the, the one of the the one outcome that is impossible is ukraine wins that's just like the idea that then that people have that war ends with one side completely winning or the other is like the most baby brain bullshit mm-hmm. because no war except for world war ii has ended that way in modern history even world war one doesn't end that way so vietnam doesn't end that way korea still is technically going on um typically you come to a negotiation table and end a conflict, and there is terms that are made an all out victory over someone is like not gonna happen and I think that people need to like get that out of their mind of that then that one Ukraine is not pushing Russia back all that much as much as like you would like to see in i don't know like media of reporting of like how you good Ukraine's doing on the ground, they're not. Russia isn't either. They're just continuously in this this non-stop standstill. And the propaganda war on both sides is just getting like so fucking ridiculous. That so then like now Russia is having their like military parade thing like this morning. And it's just like kind of embarrassing seeing how they're tying this Ukraine stuff into their military parade as well. Um there's also part of the military parade where they like were Driving their generals in rolls like Rolls Royce convertibles, <laughs> saluting Putin, which is like the most Russian fucking oligarch bullshit I've seen in my life. And yeah, so I don't know. Like the whole stuff of the conflict is like very much like still an open question. Anyone who says that they have like that they like know the answer is just like or like yeah, like Ukraine's gonna win. Like this and the, like they are a they they have the brain of a child and need to stop playing fucking Call of Duty. <laughs> like yeah. So what else is on our list of Europe stuff? It's mean, um, kind of like rattling off well, the, 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 the news
0: on the the EU scope. Like there's a, everyone's, it's getting it's th- there's some drama. I thought back and forth between who's who's invited to what photo op <laughs> where. Are you talking about the sense that Germany was uninvited? I I mean Germany.
1: Kind of guess. Kind for guess. Kind for guess. yeah, again, the true point of this would be that if, if Ukraine did not invite Germany to anything because <laughs> of, we will not forget and we will not forgive. Uh, um, yeah. So <laughs> Germany was originally not invited to anything in Ukraine. Uh, but when I mean Germany, I mean specifically, um, uh, the president of Germany, not Scholz, but, um, I just forgot his name.
0: Isn't it Steinmeier? Yeah. yeah. No, what's his first name? Oh, I forget. Doesn't matter, doesn't
1: yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't matter. He doesn't matter, yeah. So uh, um, Steinmeier, whose first name I have forgotten now. like it's a fucking it's idiot. Fucking Frank- yeah, a Frank-Walter Frank- Steinmeier. You Thank you. Yeah, you can't. Actually,
0: this always happens to me when they have two first names. I'm yeah. like... Too many. I am shutting down. Yeah, I
1: am not gonna remember either one. Yeah, Frank Steinmeier was 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 barred from entering Ukraine according to the Ukrainian government because he uh, <laughs> he uh, he's he was he has photo ops with Putin and was part of a party that then was quote unquote pro Putin. He was part of the SPD, which is also Olaf Scholz's <laughs> party. That's I mean, it's kind of awesome to go after this the
0: for like other states to go after Germany like. You know, it's yeah, go for it. Drone strike, uh, Shrouda's uh, house. It's <laughs> like go all, go all out now. He'll sue fucking- their accessories to Russian imperialism.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, if that's again, if this is the true anti fascism right here. <laughs> is I support Ukraine because they want to, you know, do drone strikes against Gaia. <laughs> um, I'm waiting, yeah, so. Uh yeah, Frank Walter Steinmeier was not invited to Ukraine because of his relation, his like relation relationship to Russia when he was part of Mackler's third cabinet. Um, which was that Germany should have relations with Russia. I don't think people understand how like while the gas thing of the Mackler government and not even just Mackler's but of Schröder's government was incredibly stupid of you know invest like literally relying on one gas source. Uh, Germany's, like, not the only country doing this, but still, like, it's dumb. I get that part. The idea of having relations with a neighbor of yours, of a community, like, within the country that then was split during, you know, the Cold War, where a lot of people have sympathies towards the East— it made perfect, like, anyone who's like, oh, this is what Germany gets for having good relations with Russia. It's like, this is not, these are two unrelated things. The gas thing, sure, whatever. Yeah, fine. Dumb. Stupid. Germany's inability to, to diversify their renewables or does not have renewables, like, the country's stupid, you know, neoliberal hellhole. We're all going to fucking die anyway because this country won't get off of fucking coal either. So, um, you know, the largest polluter in Europe is Germany, still. Just like, can't quit you. Can't quit. Um, yeah, there's legitimately a conversation to be had about that. But the idea of them having diplomatic relations with Russia is being seen as a bad thing right now. It's people just like losing their fucking minds. And this is just being then like um, like enforced by Ukraine having a literal baby brain right now with their attitudes towards Steinmeier. And then in turn Schwartz wouldn't go to Ukraine because Steinmeier was uninvited. So then Schultz said that he would go to Ukraine if Steinmeier was invited. So then Ukraine invited both of them. Because these are all, like like you said last week, we're all at the fucking lunch table. <laughs> Liberals are all fucking babies. They're literal children. They're sitting there fucking goo goo Who can I fucking, like, you know... Or it's, like, literally, just like like, the dumbest version of fucking Real Housewives. Just not cool, because at least, like, the Real Housewives people, like, do cool shit. Like... Get divorced and you know fuck. <laughs> like these people are like they're not even like they're, like European leaders are like so fucking lame. They're not even like at the fucking Epstein parties and shit like that. You can't even fucking do pedophilia if you're a, if you're a wealthy, powerful European, excluding the UK. You know. Like, the Greens in the 80s wanted to change this. They knew that there was a a new wave coming of power, that then they should open Germany to the idea then of powerful pedophilia, and they just shot it down immediately. Aside from also simultaneously protecting pedophiles in a massive weird thing. But I don't want to talk about that. It's really dark. But yeah. At least in the US, at least if you're fucking Clinton or Trump or whatever, you're like living the life of a fucking sicko. You know? Well... After after
0: all that, they are alone, and Steinmeier knows that Schultz has his back. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, when they're at when they're, when they're Zoot this summer, they'll be like, sitting in two Strandkorbs next to each other. Like, <laughs> yeah, look at like fucking there. Adorno when he's like on the beach with his fucking onesie on.
1: Yeah, I feel uh, this episode just like took a right turn into, yeah. you know, my conspiracy brain, which is cool. That's like, it's well, fine.
0: That's what we're left with that that's what's going on in europe anything any other any other tidbits
1: i don't know i mean you sat me down <laughs> you uh you know i'm 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 strapped to a chair um rob is threatening me with ex like with uh with electrocution if i don't <laughs> you know provide bits so i think i'm i think i'm there
0: um a happy victory day to everyone listening um i guess it's probably past victory day but it's fine yeah you know victory day never dies in my heart I mean you can keep celebrating you, d- you yeah. d- defeated defeated the Nazis yeah I mean no every day like you know every day we celebrate and I think that's a good message to to end on yeah you can you celebrate every day for beating the Nazis yeah Why I mean I- we didn't do shit <laughs> but <Yeah.
1: laughs> uh. so one more time then before mm-hmm. we forget before we leave on Saturday? Saturday. Saturday evening. The f- Saturday the 14th. Picture yourself Saturday evening. What are you. You? I'm you, getting drunk with my friends some, watching Eurovision, dinner. but where am I getting drunk with my friends watching Eurovision? At the Laughing Lizard Playhouse.
0: What's the address? I don't know where this is. I don't is, remember Rob. it off the top of my head. It's Ziegelstrasse 28, I think.
1: Oh, hell yeah. In yeah, it'll, be,
0: it'll be a really good time.
1: Yeah, so we have, we'll as we said at the beginning of the episode, the entire basement uh, for us. And uh, we'll be watching Eurovision, and come you know doing commentary, doing a live show, streaming also too. If you can't come, uh, the only thing like admission is free. The only thing that we ask for is that uh, you buy your drinks downstairs at the bar that is designated as the corner spatie bar for the evening. <laughs>
0: is there gonna be a sign? No, we can, can we make we have one. Themed. All right, Kieran, you're probably listening to this. Um, yeah, at like, can you at like
1: at like three times speed? Can you
0: can you come up with a list of Eurovision theme drinks?
1: <laughs> That's too much. I know he's gonna do it if he if he hears this. Kieran like barely drinks. How's he gonna make like a? a I, Eurovision I think drink? he could
0: use his he could use his yeah, his, his, his abilities to come up with a.
1: Um, he's, they're high in Ukraine this year in the Eurovision. Dude, I, I mean, like if you want to make. Like no money and bet on Ukraine, then do it. the 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 thing that is Ukraine's the funniest
0: get the get the honorary Oscar. And you
1: know what? I w- I won't be
0: complaining. They they always they always put they in actually bangers. Do have
1: good like they have they they do have bangers every year. They also won the year that they like people forget this of when the conflict originally started in twenty fourteen. They also won that year. Oh really?
0: <laughs>
1: yes, and their song was actually against Eurovision rules because it was about. Hilariously enough, it was an anti-communist song. Again, continuously driving into the Nazi rhetoric of that. Then that, like again, the one thing that this country has to not do is prove Putin right. And what do they continuously like? What is like Europe and Ukraine keep doing? They keep continuously being like, actually, yeah, we are fascist. <laughs> <Like, laughs> our like, Eurovision entry was a like literal like fascist song.
0: What like? I love I love picturing like. Um, like a Russian um, Alex Jones talking about Eurovision like it's Bohemian Grove. Like <laughs> it's like, yeah, they all get together and there's is it's these these in, insane performances and there's the the crescendo is this tribute. <laughs> yeah.
1: At the end of the show, exactly. they just honor Stefan Bendera. It's absolutely insane.
0: <laughs> well, if that sounds interesting to you, come on by. Yeah. If you want to come
1: uh, to, to the to the to the Saturday, ben, ben, Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be fun. And on that note, we will see you guys all actually at Eurovision. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, or for the bonus on Friday. Peace. Bye-bye.